Blog Talk Radio. from beyond the veil and uh, we're going to be sharing um, along the same lines that we've been talking about a little different at the same time and um, we are entering a, a phase right now a very dangerous phase people a very dangerous phase that we are entering right now we have already entered it we have already entered, and it, it is a phase where um, we're going to be tested severely, and uh, everybody on planet Earth is, but we that are the children of the Most High uh, will as well, and uh, <clears throat> for us, it's called a test. For the others that do not know God, that are not saved, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. It's going to be uh, chastisements. It's going to be uh, judgments. And um, I want to share some things with you to encourage you. I'm going to share some information as well uh, to uh, alert you, to uh, make you aware of things. And then uh, we'll we'll wrap it up, as we always do. And... um, Praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you. You're so good. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. We are so, so wonderful. And, uh, you know, I want to remind uh, you all about the promises of God. First of all, we're going to start by uh, putting some faith in you because we're going to need it. You're going to need it for what's ahead and what's already here. But in the book of Genesis, chapter uh, 15, we're going to read there. uh, In verse 1, look what it says there. In Genesis 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And uh, <laughs> that is that is uh, a powerful word there. I'm going to break it down for you to, uh, to make it easier 
to understand and digest and appropriate it. But uh, this is a very, very powerful word that the Lord gave um, Abram. And um, if we read there, <clears throat> if we read that, um, that, uh, that scripture in the original text, okay, when we read that in the original text, when the, when the Lord tells Abraham, right, the Lord tells Abraham in a vision, and this is how God comes and talks to us in a vision, in a vision of the night. That's what the Word of God talks about. And, um, and he said, fear not, fear not, Abraham. And that is, I mean, that is right there just such a powerful uh, comfort comforting word do not be afraid Abraham because fear is one thing that comes whenever we are going through something the first thing that comes to attack us is the spirit of fear and make no mistake about it it is a spirit it is a spirit of fear by the same token I, I, I will tell you that when faith comes, is the spirit of faith. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. So faith comes. <clears throat> faith is not something that you can just fold your, fold your hands and say, well, I have faith. It doesn't work that way, precious people. You have to work it. You have to work the faith. You have to build it, and then it comes, the, the, the spirit of faith comes. The Bible calls it the gift of faith. The Bible calls it the gift of faith. And when it comes, it comes by hearing the Word of God. By hearing the Word of God, by reading the Word of God, <clears throat> it comes by hearing the Word of God. And uh, when we hear the word of God, faith, and, and it becomes alive in us. It ignites in us the spirit fire inside of us. And uh, when that spirit comes, it's a spirit of faith. And he comes. You may, you may have faith. We all have, you know, faith, Right? It's just it's 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 the same with with so in so many things in the Word of God, right? <clears throat> we have the abiding the abiding presence of God in us, right? He abides with us. He's there quietly there in our in our spirit. But then there is that ignition, right? That when he when he's ignited and he rises and the presence of God is all over you. The manifest presence of God. It's, this, it, it's the same principle, but you know we're talking about faith. Spirit of faith comes. And so the spirit of fear also comes to minister to you, to intimidate you, to cause you to fear, to cause you to, to doubt. There's nothing that grieves the spirit of God more than to doubt him. 
Nothing grieves him more. No sin, no. The thing that grieves the Lord the most is when you doubt him. And this is why the whole the the word of God says in so many places, grieve not the Holy Spirit with which you were sealed until the day of redemption. So the first thing that the Almighty says to Abraham is, fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Abraham. Do not be afraid. And then look what he says. And, and there his name was still Abraham, not Abraham, because he changes his name later. Abra, and he puts the ha there. Abraha. Um, Abraham, right? It was just Abram. That was the original name of Abraham. And he says, I am. <laughs> and there is his name. I am. I am that I am. Huh? I am your shield. Oh, my goodness. That's so powerful, so beautiful. And that is the shield there. The word shield is the word magon in the Hebrew. And it means your protector. I am your buckler, your defense, your shield, your protector. And, you know, we have to come to the place, precious people, where we need to understand that God is our protector. He is not just our Lord. He is not just our Savior. He is not just our Redeemer. He is is Nisi. I am Nisi. Your protector, your deliverer. And and, and And then he says, I am your protector, Abraham. Do not be afraid. Remember, I am here to protect you. I am your shield. I am your protector. And we must always remember that, precious people, when we go to through uh, diverse trials and fiery trials like the, like the Apostle Peter talks about, that he is our protector. And we can, we can protect ourselves up to a point, but we need to get to a place where we trust him as our divine protector and shield. And then look what he says after that. And you're exceeding great reward. You're exceeding great reward. My goodness. So he there, he uses two Hebrew words, which are very, very interesting. Is the word mud. Or, or meud, and the word uh, rabah. And those words imply exceeding is a good translation. It also talks about a mighty. It also means uh, uh, speedily. It also means uh, exceedingly, diligently. Okay? 
louder, uh, uh, more, you know, so so forth, exceeding. You know, it, it exceeds whatever you may think. It exceeds that. I exceed. I am your exceeding. It, it, it and which is the uh, the present participle, which means it 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 it's hap- It happens and it is happening. It continues to happen. I am your exceeding great reward. And that word great there is rabbi, the Hebrew. And that means (coughs) enlarge. (coughs) Excuse me. That means uh, multiply. That means to nourish thoroughly. Increase. You know, all, uh, in, the, in the Bible where it talks about, you know, the increase, you give and it shall be given unto you. Right? Running over shall be given unto your bosom. Increase that, you know, uh, 30%, 60%, 100%. Running over shall be given unto your bosom. That word there. It's, it's basically what he's saying. I am above. I'm, I am more than enough. I am above. I'm be above and beyond what you can even imagine. It also means to excel, to enlarge. Uh, it means also to heap, heap unto you, increase you. It means, uh, I mean, so many things. So he said to Abraham, first of all, do not be afraid. Do not fear, because fear is a terrible thing. Do not fear, Abraham. (laughs) I am your protector. I am your shield. I am your defense. And you're exceeding abundantly, above and beyond, great, okay, nourishment. I am your abundance reward. That is powerful, powerful, powerful scripture. And the reward there is the word sakar in the Hebrew, which means a payment of contract. It's like a salary. It's like a a compensation, a benefit. And so there are benefits in the kingdom. There are blessings, but there's also benefits in the kingdom. And Abraham was basically telling, uh, I mean, the Lord was basically telling Abraham, that I am your shield. Do not be afraid, Abraham. And he's telling many of you today that are going through uh, dangerous situations, health situations in your life, medical situations, or financial situations, or others, okay? Maybe family situations, okay? Some of you have lost uh, a loved one. All of these things are other things. He said, fear not. He's saying to you today, fear not, Abraham. Because I am your shield. I am your protector. I am your hedge. He has a hedge of protection around his, his chosen ones. I am your wall of security. What an amazing promise from God. He loved Abraham so dearly, and he was assuring Abraham, no matter where you go, 
no matter what you go through, Abraham, no matter what you face, you never have to be afraid because I am there with you and I am all that you will ever need. And so, and like I said, on top of that, he talks about the, the word reward. And that word reward there <clears throat> literally means exceeding great reward, which you know I shared with you already. It talks about salary, wages, compensation, and benefits. So uh, many, much more. It's, it's much more than that. And he was basically telling Abraham, in so many words, right? I'm not only going to protect you, Abraham. I'm going to take care of you physical needs. I'm going to guide you and I'm going to be your, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to reward you. I'm going to bless you. And everything, everything you receive, Abraham, will come from my hand. All you have to do, Abraham, is walk righteously before me and put your trust in me and love me with all of your heart, not half of your heart, not not halfway where you put half of your heart in the world and in the things of the world and your trust in the things of the world or in your in your might to get the things that you want in life instead of in the Lord, instead of putting your trust in him. And... Um, <clears throat> And then he says, if you do this, I'm going to compensate you. I'm going to bless you with all the necessities of life. These are the benefits of the kingdom. And so the the Lord also, uh, God, made a covenant with Abraham's son, Isaac, and with Isaac's son, Jacob. And with all of Israel. And then finally, he made a covenant with the seed of Abraham. And this is where I'm going. This is where I want to take you. Or where the Lord wants to take you through me. Okay? That that is that... um, He, he made a covenant with the seed of Abraham. And so there's a lot of confusion out there. And there's a lot of uh, confusion in well-meaning Christians, well-meaning people that love God, love Jesus. But they, <clears throat> they have been taught by the, um, you know, by the deep church, right? Like <laughs> Vigano calls them the, the the deep church right they have been taught by the deep religious church that means israel i mean the land of israel and the jews that's that that's what that's talking about that's all that's talking about no 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 you are you, you are wrong okay you are wrong and um you have to understand that, yes, it was like that. It was like that until the Lord made a covenant with the Gentiles and the upper room through 
the blood of Jesus Christ. And then remember that after the blood of Jesus. Remember, because <clears throat> Jesus came for the Jews. He came to the Jews first. First to the Jews, but then to the Gentiles. And then he says he came to his own in the book of John chapter 1. And his own received him not. The nation of Israel rejected him. But to them that received him, you and me, and the Jews, whatever Jews or Gentiles, it doesn't matter. Receives him, anyone that receives him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. And therefore, sons of God, heirs of Abraham and the seed of Abraham. They were, if you will, if you will, grafted into the root of the tree. And that goes all the way back to these promises to Abraham. And so we are also the seed of Abraham. Okay? And, um, and uh, Abraham's seed consists of all who is alive and abides in Christ Jesus walking in faith in his redeeming blood. Let's take a look at uh, the book of Romans. We're going to need this, people. This is why I'm, I'm hammering this in. You, you're going to need this. You're going to need this in the what's coming, folks. We're going to go to the book of Romans, chapter 9. Book of Romans, chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. And he says there, verse 8, okay, all right, let's, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go a few verses before, okay? All right. All right, let's, let's go to Romans chapter 9. All right, let's, let's start in verse 1 because I want you to get the whole the whole, uh, you know, concept here, the whole spirit of it. It says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. This is Paul, Apostle Paul. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren talking about the Jews, my kinsmen also according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom are, as concerning the flesh, Christ came. You see? As concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Do you hear that? They are not all Israel who are of Israel. In other words, every, everyone that is Israel does not come from Israel, from the land of Israel. Okay? Verse 7, neither because they are the descendants of Abraham are they all children. Did you get that? In verse 7 he says, and because 
neither because they are descendants of Abraham, you know, because as pertaining to the flesh, they are descendants of Abraham, are they all children of, you know, children of God. Isaac shall your descendants be called. Let's go to verse 8, Romans 8, uh, uh, Romans 9, verse 8. That is, they who are children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. Stop. Chew on that. Let me say that again. Meditate on this. Neither because they are the descendants of Abraham in the flesh are they all children of God. Let me read it again. They who are the children of the flesh, this is verse 8, they who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the descendants. Let's read that in another translation. How about that? Make it easier. Let's read that. I've been reading from the King James, of course. But let's read it. Let's read uh, Romans 9, uh, and let's read that in another translation. Okay? Let's read it first from the God's Word. All right? This means, I'm reading from Romans 9, 8. This means that children born by natural descent from Abraham are not necessarily God's children. Instead, the children born by the promise are considered Abraham's descendants. Let's read the Good News Bible, the same verse. This means that the children born in the usual way are not the children of God. Instead, the children born as a result of God's promise are regarded as the true descendants. Let's look at the uh, English Standard Version. This means, and we are reading the same verse in all of these different versions, Bible versions. Romans 9, 8. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. And finally, in the easy-to-read version, this means that not all of Abraham's descendants are God's true children. Abraham's true children are those who became God's children because of the promise he made to Abraham. And then in verse 9 it says, here is what God said in that promise. About this time next year I will come back and Sarah will have a son. And that is all, not all. Rebecca also had sons, and they had the same father. He is our father, Isaac. Okay? So, <clears throat> and then if you, keep, if you keep reading down, okay, you, you get into, into uh, uh, in, in verse, in verse uh, 11, it talks about... Uh, 
For the children were not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calls. Verse 12, it was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, verse 13, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And then in verse 14, it says, What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that wills, nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Okay? I mean... And you can read the whole chapter on your own there. It talks about Pharaoh uh, in verse 17, how he raised up Pharaoh. He says, for this reason I have, have raised you up, he said to Pharaoh, that I might show my power in you and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore has he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardens. This is very deep, folks, but you need to grasp it. And then Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. Let's go there. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. Know you, therefore, that they who are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Because if you read the previous verse, verse 6, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. See, it is by faith. Remember what I told you? If you, if you go back even uh, previous verse, verse 5, it says, He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You see what I'm saying? He's trying to hammer in the uh, what I just told you at the beginning of the program. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And then comes the spirit of faith. And then he says in verse 7, Know you therefore that they who are of faith, the, the same are the children of Abraham. As the scripture, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. Remember when God promised Abraham? In you, Abraham, all the nations shall be blessed. And there, okay, that was a kind of a prediction, that was kind of a... Uh, a long-range prediction by the Almighty that the Gentiles will come into the kingdom through faith. And then that's why it says in verse 9, So then they who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. See that? That's in verse 9, Galatians 3, 9. They who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are 
of the works of the law are under a curse. See, see the people that want to keep on, uh, you know, rehashing the law and all that, the Bible calls it a curse. Okay? Just look at Deuteronomy 28. It's there. It's there. If you break it, if you break the law, you come under all them curses. That's the way it is. For as many as are the works of the law under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. You see what I'm saying? So if you break just one jot or tittle of the law, any one of them, any one of those laws, you're under a curse immediately. But Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And then if you read there in Galatians 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith. It says in verse 12, Galatians 3, 12. The law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. And then in verse 13, this, this is the seal right here. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, he became a curse in, at the cross. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Do you remember when God told Moses, when the serpents came biting the children of Israel, remember that? And, Mo and Moses went to God and asked them, you know, they're being bitten by the snakes, poisonous snakes. And the Almighty said to Moses, Make thee a, a, a serpent brass, or a, bra a brazen serpent is a, is, a way, is a better way of saying it. Make, thee, make, make yourself a serpent of brass, or a brazen serpent. Put it on a pole, raise it up, and whoever looks upon it shall be healed. Well, <laughs> that was a, pro a prophetic word regarding the crucifixion of Christ. Do you remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross and he said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? At that moment, I don't know what specific moment, but at some specific moment, when Jesus was dying on the cross, he that knew no sin, he was sinless, blameless, spotless, Lamb of God. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Listen, let's go together to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he has made him referring to Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Did you get that? That's a powerful word right there, people. Powerful. Powerful, powerful word. And so that is when the, the prophecy, uh, when Moses told, uh, when God told Moses to make him a brazen serpent and, and put it on, on a pole and raise it up, right? That is exactly what happened when Jesus died at the cross. He became, he became like the serpent there, the brazen serpent. And by the way, brass in the Old Testament, brass is considered a type of judgment. God laid the judgment upon Jesus when he was at the cross. That is exactly what Jesus said there. I'm going to, I'm trying to find another scripture where Jesus talks about this himself. Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Listen to this. This is the clincher right here where Jesus puts together what I just shared with you. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, see that, uh, that's John 3.16. Most people know John, know John 3.16 by heart, but they, they neglect to read the previous verses. And they miss the whole mystery, the, the whole revelation, the, the powerful revelation of healing and deliverance. In verse 14, when the, Jesus said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And so, that whosoever believes in him, in whom? In Christ Jesus, Yeshua, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Keep reading. Verse 17, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Let's, let, let's read that again. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's read that again because a lot of people need to hear this. A lot of the internet prophets need to hear this. A lot of those uh, uh, internet preachers need to hear this. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Let that sink in a minute. 
but that the world through him might be saved. And he that believes on him, on Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. You want to talk about judgment and condemnation? This is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light lest his deeds be exposed. For he that does truth comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest, they have that they are worked in God. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there it is, folks. If you daily trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Redeemer, Provider, Protector, and you rest in Him by faith, then you are the seed of Abraham. I know that some people out there, some Christians are going to get riled up by hearing this. I don't care. I'm preaching to you the Word of God. I'm not preaching to you an alien gospel. I'm preaching to you the word of the living God. And if your belief system does not line up with the word of God, you, my dear brother, or you, my dear sister, needs to change what you believe. Because the word is not going to be changed. The word of God stands forever. So you ask why it's so important about being the seed of Abraham. Let me get a drink a minute. Thank you, Jesus. What's so important about being the seed of Abraham? Why should I be concerned over this? This is important, precious people, because, and I'm talking to God's little lambs out there, not to the goats, not to the rebellious, not to the unbelieving. I'm talking to you, lambs of God. Why should I be concerned with this? Because God made this everlasting covenant. He made this covenant. This is why we have communion every week to remind us of this covenant that he made with us. That is the New Testament. The covenant of the New Testament, not the Old Testament, the Old Testament. This is the New Testament, the New Covenant. That is what that means. It's a new covenant. It's a new contract between God and man. God made this new covenant to be a shield, a wall of security and provider to us. Abraham's seed. 
and as Abraham's seed, as Abraham's children, we are to claim this covenant by faith. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute, Augusto. Abraham's children are Israel. That's it. Uh, wrong answer. Try again. That's not the answer according to the scriptures that we have read. And there are dozens of others I have not read. You need to get into the Word of God, people. You need to get into the Word of God yourself and stop believing what others preach out there based on Old Testament scriptures. Read the New Testament. Read the New Testament. Read the New Testament. Read the New Covenant. Read the New Covenant. Read the New Covenant. Let me ask you something. If you're if you're renting a, from a home, okay, a house, okay, or you work in a company, and the company has an old contract, and then the boss comes, right, the, the the big boss, right, and he says, "Here is the new contract. Read it, because the other one now is not in effect. It's this one that is in effect now. This new one. So read it carefully. What do you do?" Are you going to are you going to keep going back to the old one? Are you going to say, "Hey, boss, here in the old covenant, he says this," and the boss is going to look at you kind of funny, and he's going to say, "Did not I give you a new contract?" <clears throat> and that told you that that new contract supersedes the old one. Why are you coming to me with that? The old contract is there, and we're going to leave it there, in, you know, for reference as an example to us, you know, to remind us of things that maybe that, you know, that we should remember. But the new covenant, the new contract is in effect now, not the old one. Oh, boy. So, as Abraham's children, we are to claim this covenant by faith. We are to lay claim of these promises, the deliverance, the protection, the blessings, the benefits of the kingdom. You're not going to receive the benefits of the kingdom if you do not believe what I'm telling you, if you don't believe the word of God. Because you know why? Because God, the Almighty, made a vow to keep Abraham's seed by his grace and by his power. He made a vow, and he has, he has reiterated that vow. He has confirmed that vow. He has confirmed that covenant so that no believer, no seed of Abraham has to be afraid again. Okay, I'm going to give you this other scripture, and then we're going to go quickly to something else uh, in the closing moments. Psalm 105. Let's go there. Psalm 105. Book of Psalms 105. Praise you, Jesus. Verses 8, 9, and 10. He has remembered his covenant forever. The word 
that he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac, and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. So what more could we ask, precious people? What more protection can we ask for than to be under God's covenant oath to keep us and to supply our every need when we go through hard times? And so all we have to do is return his love to him. Okay? And so we're going to stop there because, I mean, there, and, and, and there, and there is, there is, there is so much. Uh, let me give you one more, okay? Because this is good and gooder and gooder. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. And this is in the Old Covenant, but these are promises, okay? These are promises. Promises of God. Those promises of God are not voided. The promises of God are never voided. Okay, these are promises. Deuteronomy chapter 30, chapter 30. Promises of God, the promises. The promises, okay? Chapter 30, verse 19 and 20. 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth as a witness this day against you that I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both of you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his voice and that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. All right. Now, let me change face real quick here. Okay. I want to share with you something that I just got uh, from uh, from uh, Marshall Masters. He sent uh, he sent me uh, the latest here regarding uh, regarding the uh, what we've been talking about too the nemesis and uh, he mentions the fact that he says in 2024 nemesis is going to crack the whip. And um, he says that uh, in the, in mid-2024, Nemesis is going to reach perihelion. Nemesis is the star, people, the, bla- the brown dwarf. It's, it's, it's not Nibiru. It's not one of the planets. It's, 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 that is the small sun in the, or the sun, okay, the brown dwarf sun of this mini solar system that is passing through ours 
So in the midst of 2024, it says Nemesis will reach perihelion, and this is when it will start to crack the whip. <clears throat> when this happens, the shape of the Nemesis cloud will alter as the Nemesis trajectory changes direction headed for the southern skies. And then he says, remember as children how we like to play crack the whip. It's the same essentially, except this time, it's a mini constellation of our system. And so he goes on to talk about all the fireballs and the monthly totals and all that stuff, which he does a great job. Um, and, uh, and then he says, Dorothy said in The Wizard of Oz, Toto, I have a feeling we are not in Kansas anymore. We must be over the rainbow. Sorry, Dorothy, we are not over it. We are under it. And the whip is about to crack. And so he talks about that um, this nemesis cloud, much like the Oort cloud surrounding our system. Okay? Nemesis has a, a nemesis cloud. We have the Oort cloud. And so he says that it behaves like a comet with a clockwise high-speed inclined orbit. Then he, then he talks about the nemesis cloud. It has large overlapping fields of gas and debris in three separate bands with gaps. When the whip cracks sometime in mid-2024, Earth will have fallen back all the way to the third ring. And it will reach perihelion by mid-2024. So, <clears throat> he talks about that, and then he talks about, um, talks about, uh, you know, uh, what it would look like. He says, from mid-2024, we will close with Nemesis, and at the same time, the sunlight side of Nemesis will highlight, highlight the gas component. Due to the whip cracking effect, the facing edge of Nemesis cloud will be vastly larger than a comet tail. And at this time, uh, uh, Nemesis will become a regular feature in the sky. And after that, towards the end of 2024, the, uh, the wings of Nemesis will begin to appear because of the sun hitting on it. And um, so there, I mean, and th and that is interesting. I'm going to share some more maybe next time. But uh, maybe maybe this is maybe this is the reason. May maybe this is the reason why these people are uh, on such a breakneck speed to uh, to implement their new world order. Because um, do you remember <clears throat> when we were children? Now we used to play this game in the school. Remember, where they would put uh, so many chairs, and then the the children will begin to walk around the chair, and then when the teacher said stop, everybody would take a seat, and the one that was left were left without a seat would leave the game, right? 
and then the teacher would remove one more chair until they were left with just one chair, right? And two people. And they and they, and then it was, the same thing was done again. They started going around, right? Around around the chair. And then when the teacher, whenever the, the the teacher or the buzzer, you know, or the 30 seconds or whatever, you know, because I guess probably that's how they do, they would do it uh, with a buzzer or with a timer. When it rang, then the person that sat in the chair, okay, was the winner and the other one left the game. So I guess they're playing this kind of game today. And the, and the one that is able to sit on that one chair... At the end, right before this thing makes it pass, the one that is in control, the person that is in control of the, of the country, of the nation, is going to be the one that is going to take us through this thing. And whoever, whoever takes us through this thing, this is who is going to emerge as, you know, as, the, as the governor, as the... Uh, the, the ruler of the on the other side when things settle. So this is why these people are so adamant and so uh, so pressing, and uh, they're pulling all stops because they want to be in power. Regardless, nothing else matters. They want to remain in power. Are you beginning to understand now a little what's going on, folks? The dots. This is Augusto Perez. Pray and trust this has been a blessing to you. Until next time, God bless you. Shalom. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.